Do you feel like you have fallen out of your queenhood a little bit? Like you're operating at a lower vibration lately for whatever reason? This episode is for you. I'm going to tell you four ways that you can connect with your inner queen so that you can return to your queenhood. I wanted to have a podcast and blog and all of that about living as our highest self, living in alignment, um, because that's been my journey and I fell way out of that. Like I was so far away from that for a while, an accident, and it's been a journey over the last few years to make my way back to my highest self and operating in a high vibration and returning to me. And that meant shedding a lot of layers, even ones that were really scary to shed but it's so worth it. So that's what this is. It's a journey to our queenhood, to our highest self, to living in a high vibration. It's a journey. But since I'm an art director and I build brands, I had to, you know, do more than just say, we're talking about being our highest self or living in a high vibration. I wanted this language. I wanted this visual, this metaphor of being in your queenhood and having a queen at your core. And before the visual brand of my creative shop, House of Queenhood, existed, we were talking about queenhood because that's just the language I gave it with my friends, my sisters, my mom, people in my life. And I noticed that that type of conversation about accountability and support and, you know, wanting us all to live in our queenhood the conversation around that got a lot more consistent. And I think it's because it gives you a very easy and fun approach to talking about everybody keeping a high vibe and living as your highest self. So anyway, we'll talk more about branding one day, but that is why we are here. It is to uncover your queen. The first thing we are going to look at is reclaiming your power. Sometimes without realizing it, we put the power in other people's hands. You know, like if a guy is not giving you the attention or he ghosted you out of nowhere or someone is triggering you and you start this spiraling, this storytelling, you know, like let's say it's a a guy that you've been texting and then, you know, out of nowhere, it's like, where'd you go? you start spiraling and saying, what's wrong with me? Did he find something out about me? Ew, what happened? Okay, so you just start that swirling and swirling. So when you start that, the first thing we want to do is recognize that it's a distortion. We just need to recognize. So just like any other time when you feel triggered, you feel that feeling either like in your chest or your stomach, you just pause and you be kind with yourself and you recognize that just because some dingus doesn't see your worth doesn't mean you're going to go start handing out discounts. You are on whatever level you choose to be on, right? So you're a high level, you're a top shelf because you've chosen that and no one can change that. Um, Because again, guess what? They don't have the power to do that. Now, reclaiming your power has to do with more than just your self-worth though. Are you drained because you're overworked? And if so, have you set the proper boundaries? 
Your boundaries are yours to set. People will push us as far as we're willing to go. They will. Trust me. I know. Make your boundaries clear. That's what a good queen does. That's what you do when you're living in your queenhood. It's not always easy. No. And when I started on this path and I had to start setting boundaries to protect my energy, a couple people, a few people in my life, it was a noticeable difference for them and their feathers were ruffled. Um, My dad specifically, all of a sudden he's like, you haven't answered my calls. Like, what's going on? Like, you, you never do that. Like, you always call me right back. You always answer when I call. And, well, that's because now I have my phone on do not disturb almost all the time because I want to go to my phone when I want to go to my phone. My phone doesn't have the power over me. See that? My phone doesn't get to tell me when I look at it. <laughs> I'm going to do what I want because I'm protecting my energy. Um, I'm operating at this high vibration, so no, I can't have my phone going off all day long with calls and texts from people. I can look at those later. So can we have those boundaries? Your energy is precious. Look at it like you have an allowance each day of energy, and you are in control of where it's spent. So can you take a closer look at... What things have been sucking your energy? If you zoom out right now to the bigger picture about your life right now, where you spend your time, how you spend your time, what's going on? How do you feel? Zoom out, look at the big picture from way above, up by the clouds, we're looking at the bigger picture. What are these things that come to mind that are sucking away your energy, maybe without you realizing it? If you're having deep phone calls with your sister or your friend every day and they're super heavy that's taking a lot of your energy if you're spinning out and spinning out about money that's taking your energy worry of any kind albeit tempting it's a waste of our energy worrying changes nothing so let's cut ties now with those things that are taking too much of our energy allowance, okay? Set the boundary there, one day at a time. You build that boundary there, okay? It doesn't need to be drastic, it doesn't need to be black and white. Start to put up the boundary, you can do it. You know, we spend a lot of time going off on side roads because we get distracted. You might post a few times on social and then go radio silent for a few months because your ego and perfectionism have paralyzed you again, oops. You know, have you done that? You're showing up in the world on social media or in any other way because you're trying to promote your business or whatever. And you do it. And then all of a sudden you're paralyzed with fear, usually because you think you're going to be judged. And low key, by the way, when you're doing that, I don't know if I want to post that. It's usually like two people that really are in our mind that we are like, I don't want them to judge me. And we need to go dig deeper on that, do some root tracing on why we're feeling that way. So in those times where you were showing up in the world as you, and then all of a sudden you were quiet and playing small again, the problem there in that scenario is the fact that you ever questioned yourself to begin with. 
That's the only problem. We do that. It's a waste of time to take exits that your gut knows are not for you. Again, don't take exits off this path when you know they're not your exit. Your intuition knows. Keep the power. Every time you've questioned your instincts or you've been too scared to step outside your comfort zone, you probably either wished you had or you feel like rubbish because you go, what if? So if you're getting outside suggestions or bids for your attention, view them from above, but just don't indulge right away. You're in control, okay? Okay, the next thing that we're going to do to get back in touch with our queen is remember our capabilities. It's easy to forget, you know? So what are you good at? What do people come to you for? If you were to survey the people in your life who are closest to you and say, what do you come to me for? What might they say? And actually do that exercise because I've done it and it's very, very helpful to point you towards your purpose because there's something in there if people are always coming to you for it. So what are you good at? What do you help people with? What are some things you love about yourself? If you can take a few minutes later to write the answers to these questions, you will probably start to feel warm and fuzzy. And that's just because you needed to be reminded of how amazing you are. Sometimes we can go days or weeks or months without being reminded of all the ways we are valuable, and I get that. And sadly, it makes us wonder if we're still valuable or if we ever were. Some people need a reminder more often than others, which is something their families usually find out the hard way. Some people, you know, need the words of affirmation more, you know, to feel confident, but we all need it. We all need it. But the truth is, again, we are confident in our capabilities. We don't need anyone's permission to heal others and to make change in this world. And just like with reclaiming your power, it's a good time to remind yourself of your mission. Remind yourself of your innate gifts. If I asked my mom to list her capabilities, I have an idea of what she would include. Like, I think she knows that she's really good at interior design, you know, creating a home space that feels really nice. I think she knows that she's a good listener. I think she knows she has an insane work ethic because her parents are Sicilian immigrants. But is she aware? of her warm and welcoming nature, which is a superpower in and of itself. Her nature, her way is a superpower. She's a magnet for lost souls and heavy hearts. And something about her feels comforting, like a North Star for people who are lost. And she has worked in a lot of positions in her career that were with people, working with other people. And everywhere she has gone, people gravitate towards her and do the same exact thing because she has that superpower. 
you notice that people drift that way because it feels right for some reason. And before they know it, these people are on a path to a much brighter future, literally making changes in their lives because my mom led them to believe that it would be possible to do something brighter. What I would want my mom to do is embrace that power and step into her role as North Star because if she were to list these things about herself, yes, she would say that she's good at interior design, at really making a home space feel like home. She's a master at it. It's true. It's very much true. It's as true as the other thing I said. But that's the thing. Sometimes our biggest superpowers are just not as noticeable to ourselves. And making a list and journaling about the things that make you valuable. A good journaling exercise is just that. What makes me valuable? And then what do I value? Do you value joy? Do you value freedom? Do you value fun? So great journaling exercise. Okay. Numero tres. Number three, we are going to talk about the fact that missteps do not define you. Missteps do not define you. We've all made mistakes. We've gotten out of step. We've tried things that didn't end up working out. Personally, I don't believe in failure. I don't like as a concept because I choose to see every experience as just that an experience. It's an experience and I always learn. So in those moments when you feel like you have failed, you have a choice. In those moments, big or small, you sent a reply all oops. Oh, I'm sorry, did that offend you? In these moments, when you have that sink feeling in your stomach, because you feel bad, you feel like you messed up, you feel like it failed. In those moments, you have a choice. Historically, maybe you've crawled into a box made of guilt and shame and just plan to reside there for the rest of your life. You can do that. It doesn't sound very fun. But also, is that productive? You will never know what your soul is capable of if you limit yourself to this tiny box. Have we convinced ourselves that we deserve to live in this tiny box because of the mistakes we've made? We should just stay in this box? With dreams of spreading our wings? But that's not for us, we live in a box. Well, guess what? You were not put on this earth to be put in a box. You are a human. Part of the human experience is having downfalls. Some of the most painful times in our lives are necessary to show us our boundaries. Everything that happens to us becomes laced into our very being. Every experience, everything you've ever seen with those eyeballs since you were born, it's all part of you. You didn't fail, you leveled up. Before that situation, you didn't know better. Now you do. 
So in my opinion, I don't think we should be feeling shameful for any of our missteps. We should own them too, because then other people would feel compelled to do the same, maybe. It's okay, you know, people carrying shame and not wanting to admit what they brought to the table, it's not doing anyone any good. It's part of the human experience. So despite what we have known to be true our whole lives, there is no right way to do life. You know, we were kind of brought up, most of us, to believe that there's a very specific image, you know, that path that adults take in their life. We all know it. But it's not a one-size-fits-all, and I think and hope we are learning that. More and more people are learning that. When we look into the future, we plan it with a pencil, okay? We sketch it out like an artist. Picture it. You're sketching out your future right now. And you're bird's eye, and you're creating this masterpiece in a light pencil because you're planning it out. Like, you know, what you see for yourself as the most dreamy life. Now, as we actually live each day, we are taking let's say paint and starting to trace over the lines we drew in pencil through our living why because we're creating our dream life right now through our thoughts and our actions each day so when we were in the sketching phase it was our imagination that was guiding the pencil but during the painting it's our living that's guiding the paint. You feel me? A lot of it's gonna be out of our control, but that is art and life. It's adapting when something doesn't go as planned. So we sketch, we sketch, and then we live each day with the paint following us, and a lot of it will line up. A lot of our living slash painting will line up with our planning slash pencil drawing a lot of it will but then some of it won't because life some of it won't things will come your way you're gonna get a curveball here and there don't freak out oops you spilled a big glob of yellow paint on your sketch you know you can panic or You can appreciate the character it adds and make the best of it. It's now part of your story, a beautiful thing. You had the universe contribute to your art piece. Interesting. It's so beautiful. So we can all chill out a little bit about the quote-unquote failures, missteps, things in our life that we haven't been proud of. We can chill about it and forgive ourselves now. Can we turn it into compassion for ourselves and being proud of ourselves for growing? Because again, do you know better now? Looks like you do. Looks like you do. You can live your life in a box and not learn better. Or you can just keep living out loud as your authentic self. Keep going, keep doing that. Show the world your real self. Don't be afraid of failing. If you play small, 
because you're afraid that you might fail and that will be painful. Consider the fact that, yeah, you could fail and it could be painful, but the pain you will feel from not trying at all is much greater. It runs circles around the pain of failure and it goes with you to the grave, I think. And even that we have compassion over. The idea that should I have done more? Should I have tried? Whatever age you are right now, are you thinking I, well, I really missed out on my 20s. Oh, you know, I should have done this, whatever. We can't go back in time. And once again, we're time traveling and it's not useful. You gotta stay right here. Do you know better now? Yes? Okay, queen. You're doing amazing. Okay, now for a little recap on these four things that we're gonna do to come back home to our queenhood. The first one is reclaiming our power, remember? And we're gonna set boundaries to do that. We're not gonna give anyone control over anything we do. It's our life, we get to live it. Reclaim your power. Don't give it to that boy that didn't respond. Two, don't give in to distractions. Don't go down these side paths that seem glamorous, but you know they're not for you. Let's follow our intuition. We're on the journey to highest self. And it's okay if we fall off the path every now and then, but let's always make our way back. Let's always make our way back with compassion. Number three is that we're going to remember our capabilities because we are queens and we have God-given gifts and we have tactical skills. We have a vibe. We have a superpower in doing these exercises to get to know yourself better and remember all of the amazing things about yourself that's going to help you live in your queenhood. And the last thing we talked about is that failure does not define you. Let's rebrand failure while we're at it, huh? So it's all part of your character. If this was a film being made and you were the main character, how bored would we be if your path was linear? It's all an experience, okay? All right, I'll talk to you next time. And until then, keep coming home to your queenhood. Visit houseofqueenhood.com for creative coaching and info about joining the Queenhood Collective. And if you got something to say, email hello at houseofqueenhood.com. Ciao.